Good morning and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily podcast where we read through the entire Bible following the weekly Torah portions, as well as reading from other parts of scripture. My name is Karen and I am your reader today. Today is Wednesday, June 21st, which is also the second of Tammuz on the Hebrew calendar. Our Torah portion for this week is Korah, which is based off the name of Korah. And our reading today is going to be from Numbers or Bamidbao, chapter 17, verses 9 through 15. However, if you are reading in a standard English translation that has the chapter and verse markings done in a traditional um, Christian Bible, we are reading from Numbers 16, verses 44 through 50. Before we begin, though, let's take a moment, as we always do, to bless God and thank Him for His Word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. And the Lord spoke to Moshe, saying, Get away from among this congregation, that I may consume them in a moment. They fell on their face. And Moshe said to Aaron, Take your censer, put fire from the altar in it, lay incense on it, carry it quickly to the congregation, and make atonement for them. For wrath has gone out from the Lord, the plague has begun. Aaron did as Moshe said, and ran into the middle of the assembly, and the plague had already begun among the people. So he put on the incense and made atonement for the people. And he stood between the dead and the living, and the plague was stayed. Now those who died by the plague were fourteen thousand and seven hundred, in addition to those who died about the matter of Koach. And Aaron returned to Moshe, to the door of the tent of meeting, and the plague was stopped. That was Bamid Baal, chapter 17, verses 9 through 15. And continuing on to our reading from the prophets, we are reading from Yemiahu, or Jeremiah, chapters 42 and 43. Then all the commanders of the forces, and Yochanan the son of Kirai, and Yehezadnai the son of Hoshiah, and all the people from the least even to the greatest came near, and said to Yamiahu the prophet, Please let our supplication be presented before you, and pray for us to the Lord your God, even for all this remnant, for we are left but a few of many, as your eyes see us that the Lord your God may show us the way in which we should walk and the things that we should do. Then Yomiahu the prophet said to them, I have heard you. Behold, I will pray to the Lord your God according to your words. And whatever the Lord answers you, I will declare it to you. I will keep nothing back from you. Then they said to Yomiahu, May the Lord be a true and faithful witness among us, if we do not do according to all the word which the Lord your God sends you to tell us. Chapter 
whether it is good or whether it is bad, we will obey the voice of the Lord our God, to whom we send you, that it may be well with us when we obey the voice of the Lord our God. After ten days, the word of the Lord came to Yermiahu. Then he called Yochanan, the son of Keriah, and all the captains of the forces who were with him, and all the people from the least even to the greatest, and said to them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to present your supplication before him, says, If you will still live in this land, then I will build you and not pull you down, and I will plant you and not pluck you up. For I grieved over the distress that I have brought on you. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, of whom you are afraid. Do not be afraid of him, says the Lord, for I am with you to save you and to deliver you from his hand. I will grant you mercy that he may have mercy on you and cause you to return to your own land. But if you say, We will not dwell in this land, so that you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, saying, No, but we will go into the land of Egypt, where we will see no war, nor hear the sound of the shofar, nor have hunger of bread, and there will we dwell. Now therefore hear the word of the Lord, O remnant of Yehuda. This is what Adonai Zevaot, the God of Israel, says. If you indeed set your face to enter into Egypt and go to live there, then it will happen that the sword which you fear will overtake you therein, the land of Egypt, and the famine about which you are afraid will follow close behind you there in Egypt, and you will die there. So will it be with all the men who set their faces to go into Egypt, to live there. They will die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence. None of them will remain or escape from the evil that I will bring on them. For this is what Adonai Tzavaot, the God of Israel, says, As my anger and my wrath has been poured out on the inhabitants of Yerushalayim, so my wrath will be poured out on you when you enter into Egypt, and you will be an oath, an astonishment, a curse, and a reproach, and you will see this place no more. Remnant of Yehuda, the Lord has spoken concerning you. Do not go into Egypt. Know certainly that I have testified to you today, for you have dealt deceitfully against your own souls. For you sent me to the Lord your God, saying, Pray for us to the Lord our God. And according to all that the Lord our God says, so declare to us, and we will do it. We have declared it to you today, but you have not obeyed the voice of the Lord your God in anything for which he has sent me to you. Now therefore know certainly that you will die by the sword, by the famine, and by the pestilence in the place where you desire to go to live there. And it came to pass, when Yermiahu had finished speaking to all the people all the words of the Lord their God, with which the Lord their God had sent him to them, all these words, which Azariah the son of Hoshiah, Yochanan the son of Kerai, and all the proud men spoke, saying to Yermiahu, 
you speak falsely. The Lord our God has not sent you to say, You shall not go into Egypt to live there. But Baruch the son of Neri has turned you against us to deliver us into the hand of the Kassadim, that they may put us to death and carry us away captive to Babylon. So Yochanan the son of Kirai and all the captains of the forces and all the people did not obey the voice of the Lord to dwell in the land of Yehuda. But Yochanan the son of Kirai and all the captains of the forces took all the remnant of Yehuda who had returned from all the nations where they had been driven to live in the land of Yehuda, the men and the women and the children and the king's daughters and every person who Nebuzaradan, the captain of the guard, had left with Gildaliah, the son of Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, and Yamiahu the prophet, and Baruch the son of Neriah. And they came into the land of Egypt, for they did not obey the voice of the Lord. And they came to Tapanas. And when the word of the Lord came to Yermiahu in Tapanas, saying, Take great stones in your hand, and hide them in the mortar and the brickwork, which is at the entry of Pharaoh's house in Tapanis, in the sight of the men of Yehuda, and tell them this is what Adonai Sevaot, the God of Israel, says, Behold, I will send and take Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and will set his throne on these stones that I have hidden, and he will spread his royal pavilion over them, He will come and will strike the land of Egypt, such as are for death will he put to death, and such as are for captivity to captivity, and such as are for the sword to the sword. I will kindle a fire in the houses of the gods of Egypt. He will burn them and carry them away captive. He will array himself with the land of Egypt as a shepherd puts on his garments and he will go out from there in peace. He will also break the pillars of Bet Shemesh that is in the land of Egypt, and he will burn the houses of the gods of Egypt with fire. That was Yermiahu or Jeremiah, chapters 42 and 43. In our reading now from the Ketuvim, or the writings, we are reading from Ezra, chapter 4. Now when the adversaries of Yehuda and Benjamin heard that the children of the captivity were building a temple to the Lord, the God of Israel, they came to Zerubbabel and to the heads of the father's households and said to them, Let us build with you, for we seek your God as you do, and we have been sacrificing to him since the days of Asahadan, king of Assyria, who brought us up here. But Zerubbabel and Yeshua and the rest of the heads of the fathers' households of Israel said to them, You have nothing to do with us in building a house to our God, but we ourselves together will build to the Lord, the God of Israel, as King Cyrus the king of Persia has commanded us. Then the people of the land weakened the hands of the people of Yehuda, and troubled them in building. They hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose. All the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. 
and in the reign of Ahasuerus, in the beginning of his reign, they wrote an accusation against the inhabitants of Yehuda and Yerushalayim. In the days of Artaxerxes, Bishlam, Mithrandel, Tabil, and the rest of his companions wrote to Artaxerxes, king of Persia. And the writing of the letter was written in Syrian and delivered in the Syrian language, for whom the chancellor and Shimshai the scribe wrote a letter against Yerushalayim to Artaxerxes the king as follows. From Rahum the chancellor, Shimshai the scribe, and the rest of their companions, the Dinites and the Afrasatichia, the Taukolia, the Afarsiai, the Archivai, the Babylonians, the Elamites, and the rest of the nations whom the great and noble Osnapal brought over, and set in the city of Samaria, and in the rest of the country beyond the river, and so forth. This is the copy of the letter that they sent. To Artaxerxes, from your servants, the men beyond the river, and so forth. Be it known to the king that the Jews who came up from you have come to us to Yerushalayim, they are building the rebellious and bad city, and have finished the walls and repaired the foundations. Be it known now to the king that if the city is built and the walls finish, they will not pay tribute, custom, or toll, and the end it will be harmful to the kings. Now because we eat the salt of the palace, and it is not appropriate for us to see the king's dishonor, therefore we have sent and informed the king that search may be made in the book of the record of your fathers. You will see in the book of the records and know that this city is a rebellious city and hurtful to kings and provinces, and that they have started rebellions within it in the past. That is why this city was destroyed. We make known to the king that if this city is built and the walls finished, you will then have no possession beyond the river. Then the king sent an answer to Rehum the chancellor and Shimshai the scribe and to the rest of their companions who live in Samaria and in the rest of the country beyond the river, Shalom and so forth. The letter which you sent to us has been plainly read before me. I decreed and search has been made and it was found that this city has made insurrection against kings in the past and that rebellion and revolts have been made in it. There have also been mighty kings of Yerushalayim who have ruled over all the country beyond the river, and tribute, custom, and toll was paid to them. Make a decree now to cause these men to cease, that this city not be built until a decree is made by me. Be careful that you not be slack doing so. Why should damage grow to the hurt of the kings? Then when the copy of King Artaxerxes' letter was read before Rehum, Shimshai the scribe, and their companions, they went in haste to Yerushalayim to the Jews, and made the decease by force of arms. Then work stopped on the house of God which is at Yerushalayim. It stopped until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. There's Ezra, chapter 4. Now to our final reading for today, we will be reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 6. 
And working together, we entreat also that you do not receive the grace of God in vain. For he says, At an acceptable time I listened to you, and in a day of salvation I have helped you. Behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. We give no occasion of stumbling in anything, so that our ministry may not be blamed, but in everything commending ourselves as servants of God, in great endurance, in afflictions, in hardships, in distresses, in beatings, in imprisonments, in riots, in labors, in watchings, in fastings, in pureness, in knowledge, in perseverance, in kindness, in the Ruach HaKodesh, in sincere love, in the word of truth, in the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right hand and on the left, by glory and dishonor, by evil report and good report, as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold we live, as punished and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. Your mouth is open to you, Corinthians, our heart is enlarged. You are not restricted by us, but you are restricted by your own affections. Now in return, I speak as to my children. You also open your hearts. Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what fellowship do righteousness and iniquity have? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? And what agreement does Messiah have with Belial? Or what portion does a believer have with an unbeliever? And what agreement does the temple of God have with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters, says Adonai Zevaot. That was 2 Corinthians chapter 6. If you are reading through the Apostolic Writings twice this year's cycle, you will also read Luke chapter 5 today. I just want to take a moment to thank everyone for the prayers and the messages that Johanna and her family have been receiving in regards to Oz and his health. Um, if you are following them on Instagram, you will continue to see updates on how Oz is doing with his eye and how the procedure is going. We are continuing to pray for a full recovery of his eye and his health moving forward. Until next time, Busy Moms, this is Karen with Daily Bread for Busy Moms, wishing you Shalom from the Golan Heights.